With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. We ain't nothing but some true junkies. We ain't nothing but some cheese. Cheese on the podcast. Instead of sipping, sipping, swinging three, swinging three, instead of smoking on big ass trees, sitting in the Outsiders Boxing Podcast coming to you live on this 8th of July, 2018. Boxing fam, hope everybody's doing all good. Coming off of 4th of July week where we didn't get the midweek show in uh, to give you a little bit of preview of what was going on because obvious reasons. 4th of July, having a good time, cookouts, fireworks, drinks in hand, music playing, all that and that. I know Willa had his thing going on, as did I. Been that kind of unfortunate thing just happening like that during the midweek, but, you know, we're still going to be here any chance we get. It's just when stuff like this comes up. National holidays and stuff like that. You'd rather hear us come on and speak rather clearly than come on here and speaking with a bunch of shit going off in the background. Um now, I don't know what kind of sparklers they'd be having around some people's yard, but they have some bombs going off where I was at. So better off coming clear than coming in any kind of misdirection. But nonetheless, hope everybody had a safe 4th of July. You don't want to be those people that have to end up going into the hospital on the 4th of July, blowing your fucking hand off, a la Jason Pierre-Paul. Just got to be safe. I don't really mess with fireworks much didn't care for it. Even as a child, you can put the little sparklers in front of me and try to give it to me to run around all crazy. And I probably look at you crazy as if one threw a ball to a wolf and said, go catch. Didn't intrigue me. Fireworks in general are dangerous, and that's how I look at them. And obviously, you can be safe and all those good stuff and, and go about it the right way. I just don't. Not my cup of tea, but they are cool to look at. So hopefully everybody had a good, safe time because I know the people that worked in the medical facilities were just dreading that day coming because nowadays not only do we have stupid people doing stupid shit, but nowadays we have portable devices which go viral every chance that a dummy gets put on record. Social media ups the ante a little bit for people who could get more likes, views, and things of that nature. So, um, 
all my fingers working. There's nothing wrong with me. Hopefully the same happens to all of you or has happened with all of you, I should say. And everybody had a, a good, safe 4th of July week. Got some boxing to cover. Stuff that was going down here in my area of Fresno, California, in the San Joaquin Valley. And a whole lot of other stuff going on, including the, 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 the wild world and sports in general. As I'm sure most of you who probably aren't even into the outside world of sports when it comes to basketball news and things like that, but hearing about LeBron James going to L.A. and things like that. Um, just a crazy world, crazy world of sports that we're in right now. It's kind of hot for um, not having a whole lot besides baseball going on at the moment, other than the summer league and things of that nature. But anyhow, I want to take it to my co-host, my main man, my tag team partner, in which I share gold in the podcasting division. Take it out to Houston, Texas, see how my man Will is doing. Do you, D. Willard, the King, what's going on, my man? How you doing on this glorious Sunday, my brother? Oh, man, doing good. Uh, you know, just dropped the daughter off with her mom. Uh, rest of the fam's out there across the uh, – out there in Sweden. So I'm just taking my time, relaxing. It's me time, sitting back in the house, firing up. You know, usually can't fire up in the house, but, hey – Nobody's here to piss, bitch, and moan. So I'm about to fire something up uh, and just relax, man, and talk boxing on this nice. uh, dehydration Sunday. Nice, man. You know, I think uh, me and you are in the same position right now. I'm just relaxing, chilling in the AC. It's hot as hell out here, Willow. I looked at the weather forecast for us moving forward, and I know um, JP's got a uh, – it ain't so nice out there. In Southern California, usually they got the best weather on us out there, uh, but I see that they've been in higher temperatures than we have over here in Central California. But I'm looking at 101 being the lowest of the week and getting up to 105 for about seven consecutive days. So I don't know how long it's going to be hot out there in Southern California because I've seen it was beaming. But, um, yeah, it's just hot in general, man. But I'm kicking it in the AC, relaxing, ready to get this whole whole show started. But what's the weather looking like around your way, man? Oh man, it's uh we've had uh it's been a little cloudy, so it hasn't been too hot. You know, hit the little uh, wakeboarding park yesterday. We're doing my thing out there. We having uh we having good weather, but I think it's gonna the rain is coming soon, so we'll see. But I'll take rain over one on one any day. Oh, for sure, and that's right. I seen you yesterday on that wakeboard. Um, not bad. You you got uh, watch a little bit of X Games or what? What's got you? What got you hyped up to get on that thing? Because, I, I mean, look, I, I love uh, a, a fun ride on the water as much as anybody, but I don't know if I'm going to be hitting those jumps like I've seen you going off of, my man. How was that? Oh, man. So, that was my – so like, there was there's a, there's a wakeboard park, like, maybe two miles from my house, man, that I didn't even really know about until a couple of – maybe last weekend when I passed by. I was like, what the fuck is that? So, you know, I have to – when you got a, a house full of, well, not full, when you got a kids in the house you got in the summertime, you just do stuff. So I decided we're going to go out there. You know, took me a couple of times to get it down, but I got it down. And, you know, just going around in a circle gets a little boring. They had all kinds of jumps. It's like, fuck it, I'm going to take the jump. And I only took that jump, that one jump, man. Uh, I might be a little, still a little concussed from from uh, from hitting my head <laughs> on that water. It's something to hurt. But, hey, you know, I went out like a G. I said I was going to do it. I tried it. 
you know, it didn't work. But you know, that's what real <laughs> niggas. Do. I was gonna ask if you were sore. I'm surprised you didn't have the whole Jay Z look going on this week that was going viral. Uh, if you've seen him on the uh, uh, the jet ski with his goggles and his helmet on, looking like. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I might have had that. Yeah, I had the helmet on. You know, I had the helmet. I had the vest. You know, uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's it, it's it's pretty dope, man. I, I enjoy myself. Unlike uh, skiing on the snow and shit, you know, it didn't really mess up my mess up my knees. I ain't really sore uh, because you know I'm physically fit. I think that's what they like to call it. I like to call it swole. But uh, you know, I'm not really sore. But hey, when I I hit that that water, I slipped, I jumped up. It felt like ah, I, I was like man. You know, they, they've got those little things where uh, those memes where something happens and then they pause it, and it's like, at this point, he knew he fucked up. And that, hey, oh, yeah. I slipped. Whoop. <sighs> hey, just went over to the side, had to take a, take about a 30-minute break. Like, damn, get my head back. <laughs> then I went around a couple more times, but I didn't, hit, I didn't hit that big jump again. They had some baby jumps, but I was still busting my ass, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah, you're uh, you're lucky you didn't uh, catch much m- much more air than when you ate that. What were they pulling you from, man? It's a pulley, so they've got a thing that just goes around, and it's like a, oh, okay. It's like every you know they got like maybe it's like ten little, ten or twelve little things, and they just catch it. It's it's just one system, but they it's have these little things where it catches the rope and they pull and they'll go around and then like maybe in. 50 yards, when you're about 50 yards, another one will come through, and if somebody's ready, they just, like, get set, and it catches it, and you go. So, now, if you fall, oh, I got it's you. just a big-ass circle. So, if you fall on the other side, you got a long-ass walk all the way back. So, um, but it was dope, man. Oh, hey, shit. I, 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 if anybody's out there, they got a little wakeboard park around there. They're renting. It wasn't really even that expensive, but I'm out here in the country, though, so. Wasn't even that expensive, man. Hey, I had a I had a good ass time. Unlike when I did that uh, snowboarding, I woke up the next day I'm fresh. You know, snowboarding beat me up, dog. Snowboarding felt like I got in a fight the next day. This shit was was <laughs> was, uh, was all good. So, damn, that's wild, man. That's wild. That looked a lot. That looked like a lot of fun though. When I seen yesterday, any chance I can get in the water, I'm I'm doing it over here. So. Uh, it looked a lot of fun, man. Glad you're all right. And, and uh, the 4th of July, you had a good one, my man? Everything uh, work out for you there with the whole fam and all? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a good time, man. These, uh, you know, we're out here where you're not even really supposed to be popping fireworks, but everybody does. I fucked around and got some shit called Mega Blasters or some shit. I don't know what the fuck. Was, I, don't, I didn't know. I just picked them out. They're shooting out their little artillery shells. They're shooting out. Boom, when it shoots out, every car on the fucking uh, street went off. Woo, 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 woo. That's just when it shot off. It gets in the air. Boom. Wow. Again, it shut it streets over. Woo, 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 woo. I'm like, fuck. So I went in. You see the cop pull around. Another 30 minutes, we went back out there. My son's like, let's do it, let's do it. So I ran out there. We did it again. Boom. Boom. Next thing you know, the two cops, they come around. They're asking, they're asking the neighbor's questions. But we don't have any snitches on the street, so we all good. <laughs> you see, you did it twice, even though you you had the authorities come out once. You, you still decided to be a line stepper there, Willie. I still got four more, man. I mean, I bought six of them. 
you know, so. But they were so loud. <laughs> oh, it, was, it was ridiculous, like, to the point where, like, I was like, what the fuck? What, you know, like, why are they even selling this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, it was banging, boom, boom. And the shit didn't even shoot so high. So And it was so big that almost it looked like the fireworks was going to hit you. You know what I'm saying? Usually them hoes be high oh, in the air, yeah. then they bust out. You know, these hoes is right there, the, the little, you know, patterns and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? But, hey, we still alive. It was Luckily, there was a rain. It's been raining a little out here, so, you know, nothing caught on fire. Everybody was good. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Good stuff. I, I, I mean, I, I just uh, went on my gram on uh, uh, Wednesday morning, and I just seen, you know, I don't really follow, like, any kind of – uh, uh, surgeons or anything like that where, or any kind of human anatomy type of pages where you're going to see some of this kind of gruesome stuff, but I've seen Jason Pierre Paul. Oh, no, no, the people you follow and, don't have a lot of anatomy. They're missing that anatomy at the back. The people you follow out nah, of that's, nah, that's, that's not That's not true. That's not true. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I open my timeline and I see this nasty photograph of the, of the hand that he has with only three fingers left and it was just it was like oh, one man. of the things didn't want to see. It was like, ah, JPP's hands fucked his shit up, man. But that's the whole thing about the Fourth of July. So glad everything worked out and and all is safe and all is well and uh, both our sides. Um, speaking about our sides and just getting the boxing, I wanted to start the story off with uh, Jose Ramirez or start the show off with Jose Ramirez and the Daniel O'Connor fight that was scheduled to happen yesterday at the Save Mart Center here in Central California. Jose Ramirez was uh, supposed to have his homecoming fight and uh, was really looking forward to putting on a show for the people in which he did not get a chance to because of the dehydration symptom or issue that was uh, with uh, Danny O'Connor. Now, uh, yesterday they had a fight that was put on ESPN, not ESPN Plus or anything, uh, and you had Andre Ward in the house with Tim Bradley on commentary. Uh, hopefully he's He's learned a little bit more about boxing compared to the last time when he didn't see a tennis ball attached to the head, the head of somebody uh, uh, training and that sort that we've seen plenty of times that a guy like Bradley should have seen. But nonetheless, he's still getting used to his whole boxing uh, uh, new endeavor. Uh, but had both those guys in center, uh, Save Mart Center in Fresno, California. And it looked sad to me because the stadium had so many empty seats. So many empty seats. And this is a uh, not that not that new, but a relevantly new stadium of the state, or a relevantly new arena in Save Mart Center that they have in Fresno. A really nice venue that they came from uh, before it was the Selland Arena and moved out and had the essentially house that Derek Carr and Paul George built. And for the television-wise, when I seen it, it just looked sad because there were so many empty seats. The tickets were, they changed as soon as the fight got or the main event got taken off from, I want to say, starting at $60 to $10. So, you know, you could have easily bought a $10 seat and probably sneaked all the way down and got some open seats depending on how many were available or who you were with. It could have happened like that because I'm telling you, Willis, Jose Ramirez, young Olympian, um, you witnessed his last fight against Amiri Can He can pack a house. He's been packing a house for – you know, his last 10 fights for a guy who is not that globally put on a level of notoriety, um, especially when we're talking about boxing, um, given that, you know, sometimes his fights over here are at 7 p.m. or later 8 p.m. And granted, you know, the Eastern 
uh, people on the eastern side of the map aren't necessarily uh, awake and aware to cover, you know, the guy's fight. Happens to a lot of West Coast stuff when it goes to East Coast writers and things of that nature. Because it's late as fuck. By the time Jose would get started over here, we're talking about possibly midnight and things like that. So um, he's been packing the house, and uh, the, the, the capacity is always sold out when it comes to his fights. And yesterday it just looked like a, a, a ghost town, which is pretty sad to be on ESPN. And I know um, Bob Aram was highly upset about it. Um, uh, uh, not necessarily highly upset, but not happy, because this was something that he had in the works for a while, getting this fight going on. Uh, essentially to set up a possible uh, title fight with Regis Program. So uh, the schedule, the schedule bout between the newly crowned WBC super lightweight titleist Jose Ramirez and Daniel O'Connor was called off because of some dehydration symptoms. They said Daniel O'Connor had woken up on the day of the fight or the day of the weigh-in, I'm sorry, and was two pounds underweight. Said he felt great. He was in uh, good spirits, and nothing alarming was going on during the time. So he went to drain himself of those two pounds in the sauna. Come to find out, the guy passed out and was taken to the hospital. Um, a guy like Daniel O'Connor, for me, is more suitable of a competitor at 147, so him dropping to 140 was obviously a problem since he had to get taken to the medical facility. But when I seen him on the press conference day they had, which was the face-off on Thursday, he just looked like a dead man to me. He reminded me of how Daniel Gill looked when he was forced to come down and wait and face Miguel Cotto. Remember when Miguel Cotto was the middleweight champion, the lineal middleweight champion, and he was still bringing guys down to Cotto weight because he was not a real middleweight champion, even though he held the belt for 500 so odd days. That's what he reminded me of. He looked like a, a ghost, a, a, just a dead man with no life in him. So I'm not so accurate on how much it was a sell or whatever from Danny O'Connor telling his team that he felt great on the day of the weigh-in when you're looking like a dead man previous day. But nonetheless, it was supposed to be a, a, a great event, and I know that they still had uh, young prospect Gabriel Flores Jr. Um, he's a, a, the youngest ever signed professional boxer to top rank, and he signed at 16 years of age, um, which is 18 years old right now. I met the kid when I had the uh, event at the Tachi Palace, pretty good, young, respectable man. Um, I think he has uh, what does he have? Nine. He has nine victories right now with five knockouts as he went the distance yesterday in a six-round fight with James D. Herrera. Nonetheless, a good-looking prospect. They also had Andy Ruiz on the undercard um, as well, and uh, I think Andy Andy Ruiz he um, he had won by a decision and uh, allegedly was calling out a guy like Big Baby Miller. So there were some things that happened yesterday, but those guys just the, – the, the names and all that stuff coming from around the area just couldn't pack the house like Jose Ramirez could. Um, tickets refund, I know people still went out there. Me, I had some stuff going on, and if I wasn't able to cover Jose Ramirez's fight, I wasn't going to be able to make it out there because I'm currently getting set up for a fight later on 
down the next three weeks that we'll talk about. So uh, things are a little tight right now, and uh, with with that being said, uh, I wasn't going to be able to make it out there yesterday for for guys that nobody's worried about. Um, but Top Rank tried to put on a show yesterday for Jose Ramirez, and it was called off because of the Danny O'Connor situation. So hopefully he gets well, and they can make something happen sooner or later. But Willa, with all that going on, if you're Jose Ramirez, it's a it's a it's a tough blow. You know, you got ready for all this camp and stuff like that. But what's your take on the whole situation? Because it was supposed to be the homecoming fight where he defends the strap he just recently received and was to get set up for Regis Program. So how do you go about kind of working your way into setting up that fight now after you got basically uh, wasted three months? I mean, shit happens. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it's a surprise since uh, they were. I think Daniel O'Connor is a. Well, no, no, he's a super lightweight, and that's. I guess that's what they are, right? I guess that's the same thing as junior welterweight. So uh, yeah, you know he's been fighting there for for a while, and I, I guess it, you know it comes as a surprise. Got to be professional about it, I guess. Um, he still has the strap uh, that uh, Prazingis, whatever his name is, fight ain't going nowhere. So, you know, hopefully he can, they can get something. I don't know how, you know, how it is when, you know, you go through all that. Uh, will he be ready to fight again in a couple of months or a couple of weeks? This guy is, uh, you know, the guy he was fighting, O'Connor, is coming up like he's had a couple of wins, but it seems like, you know, he hasn't really been fighting anybody. So, you know, it was just a showcase fight. It isn't hard to find showcase opponents. Hopefully he can get somebody out there. You know, everybody likes to, to come home and uh, defend their defend their title, just like uh, Spence got to do uh, not too long ago. Uh, so I don't know what he does. He just tried to get another showcase fight and try to get the big fight. Uh, you know, I don't know how long he wants to wait to fight. Like I said, I don't know how that affects, you know, your psyche or your body having to do that, having to make weight. And then, you know, Having a, I, I don't know how that affects his body, so I don't know if he'll be ready to fight soon. But if he is, go ahead and get that showcase fight that you want out there, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, and then look for the big dog. So shit happens, like you said. If this guy went to the hospital, uh, I looked at the picture of him. Like you said, he looked like a skeleton, like he was a dead man out there. Um, he hadn't fought in yeah. a year, some change. So you know, the guy got sick. He ain't bullshitting. So. It is what it is. You just got to take that. I guess he's probably ain't getting no money. But, uh, you know, try to make it happen fast. That's what I would do. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure um, Bob Aram is taking care of uh, Jose Ramirez pretty well. We know that Bob Aram is taking care of a lot of guys that uh, uh, boxers talk about, you know, Al Heyman being where the money's at. You know, um, those those under-the-table Al Heyman checks, the bonus checks are, you know, a lot of alleged numbers behind those. We don't know what it is, but we do know a guy like Adrian Broner that was getting, you know, 1.5 per fight, some things like that. Well, Bob Aram was giving guys like Tim Bradley uh, around 5 to 10 
per fight. So Bob Arum definitely taking care of his fighters. I don't think money would be an issue for a guy like Ramirez, but for O'Connor, it might be a good, a, a, a bad setback. So um, I was, uh, uh, but yeah, I, I, I knew it was going to happen during the fight. If we got a chance to breathe, you know, Jose's been doing pretty good for himself as of recent. Um, he's like a, uh, a sharper Omar Figueroa because he has similar fighting style where it's fan appeasing and things like that. So um, I knew Jose was going to uh, definitely bring it, especially against how, how he looked his previous fight before their Mary Mon fight uh, against, uh, I think it was uh, Willie Reed. So, um, and that one ended in his second round knockout. Jose's got some pop to him, you know, talking about a, a guy who was from the Olympic team and who used to spar with Pacquiao when he was Acneal and did a lot of good work then with Pacquiao. And, um, he definitely is on the up and up, and the fight with Regis Progress is something that people are trying to get going on in the 140-pound division in which he holds, you know, I think the uh, the title that he got from or when he beat Amir Imam, he didn't get from him because it was vacant from Terrence Bud Crawford moving up in weight was the 2000 WBC title defense. And Bob Arum has had a plan for Jose Ramirez for a very long time. Like I remember five, six years ago, Bob Aaron talking about this guy's going to be a world champion. So it worked out for him in the, the whole scheme of things. And I think that's why Bob Aaron was a little upset that this one happened yesterday because, like you said, Will, every fighter gets a, uh, a hometown title defense that they're choosing. Um, and just imagine what the house would have looked like at the Dallas uh, Cowboys practice facility, I believe it was, where you went to go see the Spence fight if Earl Spence was taken off that card. The, the seats probably would have showed uh, a similar type of thing because, I, I mean, uh, I, I don't think you would have made the trip if Earl Spence wasn't there. So that's kind of why I didn't make the trip because Jose Ramirez wasn't there, you know? No, definitely. I wouldn't have gone for that. I would have got my refund and chilled at the house. So, yeah, I understand why people wouldn't go. Um, but, hey, it is what it is. Shit happens. Shit does happen. Hopefully, they could get this this uh, Jose Ramirez situation set up uh, um, rather soon uh, or whatnot. And I, it was funny because Jose Ramirez is such a babyface type of a competitor that he's the good guy, the people's champion, fighting for the um, for the immigrants of California and Central California uh, agriculture district and all these things of that nature. But he had a fighter by the name of Alex Salcedo yesterday. Um, Pro boxer, 20-0, 18 knockouts, WBO Latino, WBO International, NABA champion, which aren't any of the major titles. But um, went to social media yesterday talking shit about Jose's fight he had, uh, which I was in attendance for, I believe, for four years ago, something like that. Uh, he posted, in which I'll send you the, the link. He's a, a fighter from Oklahoma, Willa. And um, he definitely has the record as he's been brought up the right way. Um, but he took the social media yesterday showing a clip in which Jose Ramirez had a flash knockdown. And he said, at Jose Ramirez, 2012, getting dropped and struggling with a guy I didn't even break a sweat with. Talking a little bit of noise, Jose Ramirez fires back. He says, this idiot, Cecil, at a Cecil 12, 
thinks is a joke that my fight got canceled, saying he's ready to be my replacement. But then this happened to him a week ago, showing him get pieced up. Like a man barking for a payday. I'm sure after that beating the doctor gave you, at least 90 days of a suspension is warranted. (laughs) I found that to be kind of funny because Jose is one of those guys who says all the right things and doesn't say anything involved the trash talking. But if they could get this guy coming in here, I think that a lot of people that were looking forward to the fight and were pissed off that Jose's fight got canceled, they probably have no idea, deservedly so, who Alex Sosito is. But they know who he is now. He's on the radar for talking that shit. Now, if they can make that fight happen or not, who knows? But hopefully they can get something going. Uh, But, Willa, do you think it's a better business move for Jose Ramirez to kind of let out a little bit of that personality instead of kind of being the PR guy that he's been saying all the right things and trying to be the people's champion? Is there any way he could get a little bit more clout from being opinionated as he's been kind of letting out a little bit of who Jose Ramirez really is rather than the guy who's reading things off of a telecar? You know, this is boxing, so it's always good to have an edge. You know, every, the the nice guy thing wears out. As you see, uh, Triple G, you know, he's sort of his nice guy thing is sort of wearing out. Even though in that last little one-on-one, Triple G, didn't, he didn't – he wasn't nice anymore. Triple G ain't looking nice anymore. So hopefully Triple G gets that edge. But, but uh, yeah, I think we saw Saucedo. We saw him fight a couple of weeks ago, right, in Oklahoma City. Uh, yep. He went. He was in a war. Was that the guy that had to fight one of the fight of the years or the round of the year? Was that that was that fight? Yes. Yes, that was the fight. That's what we we're talking about. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Yeah. So Saucedo, he he didn't go down though. So, you know, that's all he has to say. I don't uh, – he didn't go down. I didn't go down. Uh, you went down. I think that's uh, – it's a pretty good fight. Uh, Saucedo looks like he had skills, but he was also getting hit, you know. So, uh, Ramirez should be able to beat him, but that's 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 very interesting after uh, – so, I do – we do know who Saucedo is. Me and you both know. And after last – what's that last week or two weeks ago – People do know yeah, who he is, so now is the time. Even though you're right, even though he's right, his face is probably swollen. He is, he does need a 90 day. Uh, he should be suspended for 90 days, like uh, you know, yeah. after the, after the beating took. But that's a good fight. That's something I want to see. And Ramirez needs to, you know, talking noise in 2018. Talking noise is what gets you, what gets you the headlines, what gets you noticed. You don't have to say anything disrespectful. You don't have to do anything too crazy. But you know, edge is good in boxing, and hey, I want to—I I do want to see that fight. It's gonna be a war. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure, man. I—I I, I mean, after I seen that yesterday, that's cool. It's like it's not like Jose had brought up some sort of legal allegation that this guy had trouble with. He just called him an idiot. That's funny because it's like you're looking at—it's it's basically like calling someone a clown. So I thought that that one would work out pretty good, and Jose. His, I mean, that's a real stylistically fan favorite type of a fight. It looks like that would have the implications of war put on it because um, for those who remember in the Amir um, uh, and fight, I mean, uh, uh, it scored differently for sure, but uh, I felt like Jose had the fight in the bag in the final round and he still went out there looking for the knockout type of a fight style. So um, he, he definitely, one thing I did critique him about was saying, 
that he has uh, uh, he has enough skill to not put himself in situations like that. But coming out of that wild card camp where Manny Pacquiao was at the height of his career, sparring with Jose uh, coming out of the Olympics in 2012, it, um, you know, it, it, before that even, it just was. Uh, it, it, it reminded me of um, not the best defensively type of a, a, a camp to be involved with and things like that because we found out that surely about Amir Khan because he was also in there when he was going to the height of his career before he had got any kind of stoppage and, and, and chin check and, and all that. So it might be just one of those places where, uh, you know, I know he has a different coach now and things of that nature. I think he's with Robert Garcia right now. So uh was looking to show off his new coach and all that and uh, got away from Freddie Roach. So uh, I think that was the perfect fit for him because defensive laps that aren't going to be covered in the wild card gym with Freddie Roach would definitely get sharpened up by a guy like Robert Garcia. So um, if he can uh, somewhat simmer down a little bit and not get into some of these phone booth fights when it's unnecessary, giving the opposition a chance to get one of those uh, puncher's chances type of a blows in there because he did take some shots against the Mary Mom, but the pop didn't affect him as much. But, um, <clears throat> yeah. That that was pretty much that whole thing. So hopefully a fight uh, uh, coming up soon will work out, and especially Saucedo moving forward would definitely be something that I think a lot of people will really look up, uh, look forward to. But uh, moving along, James DeGale. You know, the, James DeGale is a guy I've been a little on and off with over the years. Been a family guy, then can stand some of the tactics he does in the ring. But then he goes in a war with Badu Jack in which he had a lot of his teeth broken, still finishing that fight, in a, which was a fight of the year candidate that ended in a draw. James Miguel going into the fight with uh, where he got upset, which was obvious upset of the year last year. Um, you know, he, he's in a roller coaster of a ride. And uh, the the upset was against uh, uh, Caleb Truax, for those who remember, a uh, guy that nobody was worried about at the time. It seemed to be an easy title defense that went wrong. But James Leo came back from that and got the job done in the rematch, as I think a lot of people suspected. But the Brit- the British super middleweight boxer and current IBF world title holder, James Leo, has made a Shocking decision to vacate the title and bid for uh, bid to secure more lucrative fights rather than face the mandatory title challengers at this point in time. Uh, a little bit shocking for him to drop that belt, in which you reminded me about earlier today. Well, um, when I uh, okay, he's, he's dropping the he's dropping the, the the title, so that means if he's not looking for more lucrative fights down the road, then he would have to be ducking somebody, right? Well, if you look at the competition that's listed for the guys who were on the uh, uh, top rank in the IBF, you know, you had James DeGale holding the title. Jose Uzcatigui was right there behind him. And you have number one contender being not rated. You have the number two being Caleb Plant. Number three, the Vicente Fangibus. Four, Anthony Durrell. Five, Fader. Shadinov, six, Daily on Love, seven, Caleb, Caleb Truax, eight, Anthony Durrell, nine, Arthur Irvingham, and ten being Jesse Hart. Not the greatest of opposition 
that chunk he could get as far as ducats go moving forward. So initially when I seen him drop the title, I was like, okay, he must be shook by somebody and, and, and wondering what he's going to do next. Not the case. Um, he might actually be onto something, moving to more lucrative fights because as we've seen, you can have big fights in which you do the whole catch weight route and maybe figure something out going uh, for that way, as we've seen with Adrian Bronner and uh, Mikey Garcia and things of that nature. So, um, you know, uh, he might have something else going down the road, and it seems like he's going to have something announced coming around the way. So uh, James DeGale took to Twitter, at James DeGale one verified account, saying, today I have relinquished my IBF world title as I look to secure big fights in the final chapter of my career. Final chapter. I've achieved so much in my career. Olympic gold, British and European titles, and becoming a two-time world champion. This is the final phase of my career where I want to be in the biggest fights possible. My team has been working very hard behind the scenes, and we got some exciting news to announce coming soon. And that was listed on July 4th of Wednesday, 1229 a.m. Well, uh, about DeGale dropping the title, you think he's talking about moving up, moving down, get more lucrative fights, moving ahead? Well, who knows? He's talking about this one being the final chapter of his career. He might just be picking some dudes off and just getting some fights where he could get some fans entertained over in the U.K., I mean, he definitely can't pull that kind of stunt over here in the U.S., but what's your thoughts about this whole James DeGale dropping the title, looking for a more lucrative fight moving forward, coming off a, you know, performance against hey, two acts for his last two fights? Where is James DeGale from? I think he's uh, another U.K. brother doing U.K. things. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, <laughs> This is also moves that older guys pull, you know. So not only is it not only do UK brothers pull this throughout through all times of their career, but this is something that old guys old guys do. Um, did he duck those young guys in the uh, what what belt did he drop? The uh, not the IBF, maybe it was the IBF. Uh, whatever belt he dropped. Um, you know, he has some young guys that I think are going to fight for the belt now uh, that he that are better than Caleb Truex, right? And Caleb Truex beat him. So he's ducking those guys in the sense that he's not willing to take little money for that risk of him losing. But it looks like that he's talking about fighting maybe uh what's my man's name? Oh man, I was just, just looking at it. Um Eubanks Junior. So he's in talks right now with Eubanks Junior uh, ah. for the IBF for the IBF belt. Uh so he whatever he vacated. So he's for the IBF belt in the same in the super I think that's super middleweight. So in the same division, he just dropped that belt. I guess they were going to make him fight, and he's like, hey, I'm not fighting these these young guys. I need the big payday, so I'm going to try to fight 
Trish Eubanks. So they also said maybe Billy Joe Saunders or, uh, yeah, or they had somebody else's name on there too. I'm, I'm not really looking at it. But uh, so he's – it sounds like a duck. It sounded like a duck, but it's not a duck. You know, you know how they say if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. But this time I don't necessarily think it's a duck because – He's probably going to get the work from Eubanks. But where is Eubanks from? He, sir, is also from the U.K. And if you look at the Ah. super middleweight rankings. (laughs) Yeah, so also he's a U.K. guy. I mean, so that's pretty – that's a big fight over there. They got a lot of backing. That makes sense. It says over mega. It says mega fight, so it might be a mega fight over there. So this looks like a duck. Sounds like a duck. The young guys are calling it a duck. But this, even though he is a UK brother, and this is what UK brothers would do, I'm going to say that James DeGill isn't ducking. He's making a smart move. He's at the twilight of his career. He don't need to put put everything that he worked for up on the line against these young guys that, you know, nobody's heard of, but they're better than Truex. They're not even that good, but, you know. So he might as well get the money and fight Eubanks for his, for his biggest payday. So, hey, I see what he's doing, and, hey, it is what it is. I I, I, I coast. I'm not coast. I'm, I understand, and I feel him, and I would probably do something similar in that situation, being an older fighter that almost that just took an L to the true X not too long ago. Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, if you look at the the, the division rankings in the super middleweight division, uh, you know, Chris Eubanks not even listed on the top 15 of the IBF or the WBO. However, he is listed on the WBA at number six and WBC number four. But, the last fight I seen with Chris Eubanks Jr. As we remember, I picked Chris Eubanks Jr. to win, but man, he looked like a guy with no skills. To be honest with you, Willa, I mean, he looks good on the pads and all that stuff, but he looked like hey, he yeah, didn't I was have saying any wrong, skills man. in that fight. Yeah, I was saying oh, that wrong. Ahead, he he ditched the yeah he ditched the IBF and he'd be fighting him for the IBO super middleweight champ. So he'd be fighting IBO, which is nothing. That ain't shit. Which is which is nothing. Which is nothing. I mean, yeah, yeah. they can make a big fight over there for sure uh, in the UK, and I'm sure the fans will be all hyped and wild for it. But man, I, I I'm jumping off the the bus from the Chris Eubank train. Though I mean that guy, I mean he looked like a guy with no skills in that fight. Definitely has power and quickness, but doesn't know how to put his punches together. So maybe the Gale could maybe piece him up and put some put some hands on because the Gale is an unconventional type of old school looking fighter. But he does put punches together well. But the whole after, uh, uh, you know, going one and one with Truax in two fights and then having your teeth busted up by Badu Jack, um, man, bro, that's 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 really difficult because I know that the, the dentists and, and medical facilities can get you hooked up real nice. But it's always going to be a sensitive area when you had damage like that to your to your facial structure. So um, and I, I put teeth and facial structure because you know, having a chip tooth myself from football and things like that. Yeah, you know, some of those uh, uh, contacts can really get you get you uh, in an off offset situation. So, I mean, 
James DeGale moving forward, who knows what that guy's up to, but we've seen him in some scraps. He had no business being involved in scraps. Uh, like the Porky Medina fight, for example, I mean, a lot of people think he lost that fight. So um, definitely I can see why he's talking about the end of his career because it's not looking too great for young James DeGale. No, 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 it's not. And so I feel him. He's going to fight some guy uh, who he might, who is another U.K. brother. So like you said, he might be able to get him. You never know when it comes to these U.K. brothers who's going to show up. But um, so I understand that and getting a big payday and going out. At least you go out and getting paid and you're not, you know. So I feel him. I'm not hating on him at all with this. It is what it is. This is a business at the end of the day. He needs to worry about himself, and this is a move that he should make. I think uh, the only thing I'll miss more than anything about James DeGale's career is the sideline appearance of his sister, Eloise DeGale, because that's a beautiful woman they always put on the camera in between rounds. And she does not like the attention. Very small following on the gram and is not accepting of boxing fans trying to make a request. <laughs> well, you know, um, <laughs> that is what that is, but <laughs> probably the only thing I missed. But anyways, uh, moving along from that, we ain't talking about no suckers here, Willa. As we hear that Daniel Jacobs listed at number three on the IBF rankings has been mandated to fight Sergey Dervachenko listed at number one because for those who remember the IBF title which was stripped from Gennadia Gennadovich Golovkin Triple G he declined to fight Sergei Dervachenko number one contender instead he took the fight with Vinas Matarotin got his belt stripped and now Danny Jacobs realizes not that this was his decision that was made it was a decision made by the uh, IBF, but if you want to get some of these big fights at middleweight, you got to get some hardware. So this right here will be a very interesting fight because some people will go so far as saying that Triple G ducked Sergey Dervachenko because Dervachenko trained by the same trainer as Danny Jacobs, in which Danny Jacobs' trainer, I'm sure, has more than enough of a blueprint to get a W against Golovkin after the, the outing they had being Andre Rozier. Maybe he was afraid of that kind of a dogfight yet again from a similar type fighting style. Because Dervachenko's been doing work coming out of the same gym as Jacobs, as we mentioned, the both fighters trained by Andre Rozier. So, with that said, a fight that they're looking to eye October 27th in New York for the vacant IBF strap implications of what's going to happen as far as trainers go because he trains both fighters kind of one of those situations if a charlo fought um the spence both trained by the same guys things like that we can get in the way of stuff but this fight looks to be eyed and i can tell you one thing man daniel jacobs and sergey dervachenko will not let this fight not happen by restriction coming from corner men, that might be an issue. But, Willa, uh, what do you think about this whole situation moving forward, and how do you think it's going to uh, uh, work out as far as which trainer 
or which fighter will Andre Rosier train in that bout October 27th in New York City? He's going to train the guy that's going to be able to give him the most money, uh, Daniel Jacobs. But, I, hey, that's a, you know, uh, that's a good fight. Um, I don't – I think Danny Jacobs will win. But uh, that Dermachenko guy, he's he looked pretty good when I saw him, a young bull out there. And, uh, you know, he ain't about them games. And we know those uh, – those what are those Russian Russian cats, whatever the hell they are. They uh Yeah, he's Russian. You, yeah, they're young, you know, they're young bulls out there, so hey, that's a good fight. That's another good fight. Um Jacobs, you know, Jacobs he, he has the he has the edge, of course. But we'll see how you know, I'm not gonna make that right now. Because I like I like I like young Sergey, so we'll see. I like that fight. I'm glad the IBF is 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 maybe making this happen. Um, so yeah, that's that's where I'm at on that. I know you well, and are big Jacobs fans, but you know I'm not that big on. I, I I appreciate Jacobs' skills. I know what he's done. I know that he beat Triple G, but I'm not really that big on the Miracle Man. Magic Man, whatever his name is. Yeah, the Miracle Man. Now you you might be uh, sipping, you might be sipping on whatever protein shake Janelle's sipping on, going for the guy from the other country and not being the Black American from the United States. You, you guys been texting a little bit back and forth a lot. What's going on here? I haven't made I haven't made a pick at all. You know, I haven't said who I'm going to pick. I just said I'm not big on Danny Jacobs. You know. And that's just, you know, but I'm probably, you know, more than likely I'm probably going to pick him just because, just off the strength. But I do like young Sergey. I ain't got no homo. So, you know, don't don't, <laughs> okay. don't try I'm to not, put not, me I'm in. Not putting no, I'm, not no <laughs> I'm not putting no pressure on you, man. I was just wondering. I'd have been, uh, you're kind of yeah. leaning towards that way. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you said that, but you're kind of leaning a certain way, which would be breaking podcast history for Willa to pick a Russian to beat a black American. But we'll see when that day comes, whenever hopefully it gets announced on the 27th of October and we'll, we'll be able to break it down. But this is definitely one of the boxing man's fights. Uh, you, you can't appease to any kind of casual fan base when you're talking about Daniel Jacobs and Sergey Dervachenko. They'd have no clue who you're talking about. But Danny Jacobs uh, and, and Dervachenko – should be a really good fight. Uh, I know Dervichenko doesn't have that many fights under his belt compared to Danny Jacobs, but the kid has shown that much skill to get a push in the fight like this and being, as I mentioned, ranked number one uh, for the IBF vacant title and was ranked before number one before it was vacant. So uh, he's obviously been turning some heads, and him and Danny Jacobs would be a very good fight once they get in the ring and if they can make that happen. But, yeah, definitely Rozier – is going to be going with Danny Jacobs on this one because Danny Jacobs, as he told to your Charlo buddy, he's getting M's. And I don't think that Sergey Dervachenko is getting any M's at this point in time. But, um, yeah, we'll see when that whole thing works out. I'll, I'm obviously a fan of Danny Jacobs. Really, uh, I like what he what he does in the ring and, and everything he's done. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm a fan of the guy. He's, a, he's a, a really good dude, cool guy to talk to. And um, I like what he does in the ring. And I'm pulling for the miracle, man. And he's, um, 
definitely making history and everything he's doing moving forward because the guy beat cancer. Shouldn't even be boxing right now. And to uh, have the fights that he's had ever since then is definitely a miracle. But one thing that might also be a miracle is if we go to Janelle on the phone line and and, and if he's been listening and know what's going on and can comment up with this one. Uh, I, I lost a drink that I'll have to owe Willa at the end of this month for earlier a couple of weeks back. So uh, let's, go, let's go to Janelle and see what he has to say about this. I right think that's here drinks with the S, bro. Nice try, though. That's drinks with the S. Not just one drink. It was drinks. I think it was. I, I think it was. I thought it was one. I don't know. We'll have to look back in the archives for that one. I'm not you sure. That's a night of drinks. Nice try, though. Nice try. Plural. <laughs> <laughs> that's a drink. He's mine. That's drinks. That's plural. No, I, Let him rain. I, I don't know. I thought it was. A, I thought he said a drink. Well, I, that's what we got archives for, gentlemen. So I know Will is probably trying to pull a fast one on me, but I'm not worried about it. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, All it takes is about two drinks to put Will out. Anyways, he's done for. So, uh, Janelle, what's going down, my man? We're talking on. about this. We're talking about this uh, mandatory fight that's being put on by the IBF uh, between Danny Jacobs and Sergey Dervachenko, targeted for October 27th over in New York. Might be Brooklyn, might be MSG. What's your thoughts on it, man? I like Danny. I don't think anybody at, at 160 beats Danny at this point in his career. I mean, uh, I just don't think anybody at 160 beats Danny. I like Danny. Um, I know Willa, he's going, he's going with the foreigner. But it's like, hey, hey if you want, man, hey, I'll do that little, I'll little something on that. Huh? I said, I didn't pick, I didn't pick him. I just well, said, I like him. I like him. Well, so you like stand behind you not too big on Danny. That means basically you're going against him. You know what I'm saying? I'll put something on it for you. You know what I mean? Uh, but, but, you know, I also said the more than likely I'm going to problem with that. Jake. But you might have, I might have something for you. It's probably that New York, you know, it's that New York thing that I, I really don't like about him. So we'll see. I might have something for you. No, Danny Jacobs, I mean, at 160, I don't think anybody beats him. Uh, unless he gets old in that division, I don't see any of these guys out there beating him. You know what I mean? Not at 160. I don't see it. I mean, it's a reason why Triple G won't fight him again. It's a reason why Billy Ho Saunders, uh, damn, you got me saying Billy Ho now. I mean, Billy Joe Saunders uh, uh, won't answer the challenge, yeah. or he kind of bitted himself out. It's a reason, it's a reason why. Uh, yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> you got to be calling man Billy Ho. That's fucking crazy. But it's like, I, I mean, I just don't see those guys beating him. It's, it's a reason why Charlo, at first he called out uh, Danger because Danger was eye to eye with him. And then all of a sudden he kind of shrunk up a bit. It's a reason why, man. At 160, yeah. I mean, any one of those top guys, okay, I know that Jacobs hasn't been too dominant lately, but any one of those top guys, yeah. if he gets those fights, he would train extra hard, he'd be extra focused, and those guys don't want to face that Danny Jacobs. Charlo, Triple G, Canelo, uh, Billy Joe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Billy you know Joe, I mean? Billy Joe. Uh, Jay, <laughs> he, would be, he would be amped up, and he would train his ass off, and – and they don't want to face a focused Jacobs. You know I mean, none of those top guys at 160. I think he dusted them all off, honestly. Oh, Charles yeah, looks I mean, predictable if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't, like you said, he hasn't looked too good his last couple of fights. You're saying that, well, he's, I mean, he's won them. I mean, guys rise to the case. If they get a big fight with a big name and, and another elite talent, I mean, guys are extra hard, and they will rise to the occasion. It, I mean, it just happens like that. You know what I'm saying? 
I mean, maybe he wasn't that amped up for that fight, but you know, see, he had Triple G, man, he was amped up for that fight. That's why he fought his ass off against the Canelo or the or Billy Joe and those guys. He would transact. It's like a Lance Lewis was when he fought a, a Rockman in the first fight. Second fight, he was extra focused. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna, I was gonna call a rematch. And everybody he rematched it. It's like, hey man, the guy will get extra focused. He would just be in there. He will be it. It'll be the best of him. And and those top four names don't want to fight the best of Jacobs. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, a, um, it's, 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 it's kind of like, uh, it's not what you say, but how you say it. When people are saying that Danny Jacobs hasn't looked good in his last two fights uh, against Sulecki I mean, and uh, guys, guys, no, no, sorry, speak, speak, speak. Okay, no, no, no. I thought I thought you were gonna get some in, but no. Um, his his last two fights against uh, Sulecki and Luis Arias, they said it wasn't great performances because they didn't knock him out, but. Pretty much, he won every single one of those rounds in that in those two fights. It's not like Jacobs was in any trouble. He took a took a shot here and there. Sure, that's going to happen. These guys are at a certain level of where once you're in there with guys that want to exchange, you're going to get hit with something. But he showed he's got a chin. He showed he got a game plan. He knows what to do. Not much in danger, um, especially in, in the uh, fight with Gennady Golovkin, in which he tried to play the safe route early in the fight and uh, really put it on him in the second half. So. You know, I think when yeah. people say that Jacobs hasn't looked so great recently, I mean, I look at the last two UDs he got, and it was easy work for Danny Jacobs. And you, you're, you're probably exactly. right, Janelle. You know, when you when you're with guys like that, you don't really you don't get up as much for a fight with those kind of guys. And that's why I mentioned if Jacobs wants some of these bigger fights, what's he got to do? He's got to get that hardware. So he, as as he gets his strap, then no, he got to move weight. He's gonna move up. I mean, guys are going sixty. I'm saying guys at 160, man, they would literally drop the titles before they fight them. Honestly, at 160, I mean, those guys would drop their belts before they fight them. Deep on mandatory for those guys. I mean, his best best go to 168, and that's why I can see him suffering some losses. You know what I'm saying, but at 160, those top guys are not going to fight him, man. You know what I mean, and this is why he's fighting he can, those guys. That he, he's Janelle, you don't think he huh? can get a bag? You don't think he can get a bag fighting Canelo at 160? Those guys. Are not, I mean, Canelo's not going to fight him, though. De La Hoya won't allow that fight to happen. So it's like, I mean, just he raced all out of your head. It, it, I mean, he only fought Triple G because Triple G is slowing down because Jacob softened him up for him. That's the only reason why he fought Triple G. You know what I mean? I got a good one. I got a good one. Uh, before the, the Golovkin fight was announced with Canelo coming back on, uh, Oscar threw out the idea of Canelo fighting Jacobs, but they threw uh, 80 to 20 number at him, and Jacobs, which declined. Exactly. But imagine that. Exactly. Imagine if Jacobs accepted that, though. Would the contract be kind of they would funny have backed to that, They would have backed it anyway. They would have backed it anyway. <laughs> but, but, but at the end of the day, man, no elite fighter would take a fucking 20% purse. It just is what it is. It's like I mentioned about a, about a month ago on this show. It's like, it's like guys, you know, have to become okay, – it's not really bad being a diva. Uh, becoming a diva is just basically understanding it's a business first and it's a sport second. And for business aspect, that's fucking suicidal, taking fucking 20% only. I mean, at the end of the day, you got bills, but you got a fucking family to provide for. I mean, you can't expect a guy to take 20% and you take 80%. And what the hell are you going to have to get? Oh, guys, you got to pay up the corner, man. You got to pay a train. You got to pay promoters. At the end of the day, all you're really getting out of that purse is like fucking 30% of what it be purses anyway. So it's like shit. Fucking 20% ain't shit. It's like at the end of the day, man, it's a business, man. And 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 and, and that'll be, and that's the straight, that's the straight fools to take fucking 20%. At the level he's at, 
and even offer 20%. I could see 60 40 or something, but 20%, that's it? Come on now. That's ridiculous. He's just basically, he's just basically, you know what I'm saying, telling um, uh, Dane Jacobs, no way in hell are we fighting. <laughs> that's basically what he's saying. Same with Billy. Uh, didn't Billy Joseph say that also? Uh, uh, where um, if he gets $5 million or something like that? Or some, um, I forgot what that number was, but he kind of bitted himself out. Against Jacobs also. Uh, I don't know. I haven't. I didn't. I don't know about that. But it, yeah, it was something. Uh, it was something that I forgot exactly. This it, it, is like about like like uh, two three months ago, something like that. Uh, he put something where um, damn, I forgot the exact number, but he said some outrageous shit. I was like, what? That's just basically saying that okay, okay, he's not fighting Jacobs. Because those guys, I'm telling you, of uh, Jacobs will be in that gym. Fucking fucking hours a day, he will be fucking working his ass off. He'll be in the best of shape, and he will and he will be too too hot to handle and too cold to hold, basically. Oh, okay, so you Bobby Brown now? I feel you, Ghostbusters. No, I'm not. I think James Jacobs will be. <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> he will be. Is hey, what uh, I'm saying. Oh, hey, you you hear about uh? Did you did you hear about the James DeGill? Move that he made, feelings on that. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, um, again, I mean, he realizes that hey, it's coming to the end of his career, and basically he wants some big money fights. And Chris Eubank is a fight that I've been saying should happen a while ago. I could recall about a few years ago. I think this fight would be actually a big money fight, not just in the UK but even America. People would actually get behind this fight a bit. I know I would definitely love watching this fight. Um, I think it would be something to watch. I think Jacobs is slow. Uh, uh, but the girl is slowing down a bit. And like R.C. said, I mean, his sister is damn gorgeous. So it's like, you know what I mean? Her alone, man, put her on the goddamn poster. <laughs> I mean, not alone would get ticket sales. But, uh, hey, I mean, I, I think it's a good, exciting fight also. It's, it's going to be a very entertaining fight as well. I think it's a good move. I would love to see it. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I think we all I think we all agree. It sounded like he was ducking the young boys, but when he went on to the whatchamacallit, uh when he went on to the uh to fighting Eubanks, like, hey, I, I, we don't see no duck, he's just trying to get the money and that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. So Yeah, at the end, um, at the end of, like I said, man, it's not bad it's not bad being a diva at the end of the day, man. You just understand that that it, it, it's a business first. And you gotta get paid. Get as much money as you can before you exit out of this sport, out of any sport. All right, all right, all right. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Um, uh, just following up from from all that. Uh, the uh, speaking of mandatories and things like that. I, I mean, I don't know, man. I, hopefully, that would that would happen if, if Jacobs could somehow get a fight with Canelo down the road. Um, Golovkin been in there with him, and I'm sure they'll come up with some other uh, other reason why they shouldn't have to take that fight again. But I don't know. I was just kind of throwing that idea of if Jacobs accepted that 2080 offer, kind of like how Wilder accepted that uh, that low ball offer from Joshua, and that fight not happened. If if uh, the ridicule could be thrown pretty hard, if not extra, since Canelo is the face of boxing for uh, ducking a guy like Danny Jacobs, because when that possibility got thrown out there by Oscar. I was on pins and needles hoping that they could get this fight, but uh, I don't know. Um, if they would back on it, it would be some sucker shit, just like AJ kind of 
backed off uh, talking about. Just give me fifty million, and we'll make the point. Nah, nah, nah. Will would you? I know Canelo's your guy. You think he would take a fight with Danny Jacobs? Um, he should. Uh, I, I would fight Danny Jacobs. Canelo, Canelo has what it takes to beat these guys. He just got to throw some punches. So you know, and it's not like he's gonna get murdered in there or anything. So yeah, I would fight. I don't. I, I would fight Danny Jacobs, but he's not getting a lot of money because Danny Jacobs doesn't have any fans. So, you know, think he said how many? Twenty percent. He doesn't deserve too much more than that. Twenty eight percent. Okay. Okay. I got you. Uh, yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you a chance to give you a chance to defend your guy a little bit here, because I, I I don't know. I thought I think he would take the fight, but you know, if he backed out a little bit, would you be giving him the same sort of treatment that you gave uh, uh, the the show you listed as UK things or something like that when AJ didn't accept the, didn't uh, have the contract set up with whole Deontay and the whole thing getting squirmished because of similar reasons. No, why would it, it, that's not that's not even a similar situation. They're not talking noise to each other on the internet, doing all this other stuff. Somebody offers a fight, and you say, "Hey, I'm giving you twenty percent." If they don't want it, you just move on. No big deal. Him and Jacobs have no personal beef. Jacobs has no belts. Well, I mean, <laughs> what, are we, what are we even talking about? It's not it's not even similar. But nice no, try. Yeah, I see. All right. <laughs> Nice just try. wondering, yeah, just kind of just checking out there, just seeing how things are going, I guess. I don't know. Um, but speaking of Mando, we got another guy coming from the same division. How about Demetrius Bubu Andrade? <laughs> Looks like he's getting the mandatory for Billy Joe Saunders. I'm a fan of Billy Joe Saunders. I like this guy. When Willa listed the show title name that got Janelle saying a different name. Raised the eyebrow to that one. <laughs> I like Billy Joe Saunders. And I also like Demetrius Andrade. Or Andre, however some people pronunciate it. It's a little different, I know. Uh, depends how everybody says it. You know, just like Earl Spence or Earl Spence, whichever would you, whichever you, is your preference. But Demetrius Andrade looking like he's being scheduled for a mandatory fight by the WBL against Billy Joe Saunders. Now, Demetrius Andrade has been a really colorful character as far as charisma goes. He's been doing some funny shit online, following this guy on IG when he was uh, putting out the tainted meat videos of of Canelo and things that are being in a prescription pill uh, type of capsule. So he's been uh, he's making his name out there. Because that's a really good uh, when Canelo had had the, it's the situation with uh, clambuterol and the tainted meat and all that. It was a hot topic. You got just type in Canelo Alvarez at that time on Twitter, and uh, there was a lot of buzz behind it. So he, uh, Demetrius Andrade, got himself a nice, uh, nice couple of viral views from that. Billy Joe Saunders, on the other hand, he's just complete opposite schmuck, you know, um, mainly going viral for the stuff he says, things of that nature. If uh, you guys remember when he fought Willie Monroe, his kid came up on the face-off and, you know, kicked him in the nuts. Like, (laughs) 
Billy Joe Saunders is a he's a wild cowboy, that's for sure. Uh, embarrassing David Lemieux, looking for his his left hook somewhere in the stands. But I like Billy Joe Saunders. He's a he definitely has a really good boxing brain on him. People could question his power all they want, but he's a dude with some skills for sure. Same strokes for uh, uh, Andrade. So it should be a really good fight, depending on the date and venue where they have it. I don't think Andrade would have any problem going overseas if need be. But will uh, this fight seems like it could be a really good fight coming up down the road, and I'm glad the WBO made that a mandatory for Billy Joe Saunders because Billy Joe Saunders was scheduled to fight Martin Murray before this. Martin Murray and Billy Joe Saunders? Or Demetrius Andre and Billy Joe Saunders? You tell me. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, we definitely want to see uh, Andrade do his thing out there. Um, young guy, twenty five and twenty five and zero, but I, but I think the name of the the name of the title of the show might have been Billy Ho No Mo, and I think that after the last fight, I sort of had a new more a, a more respect for Billy Joe uh-huh. Saunders' antics and his foolery. But, you know, as that as I forget about that, I call him Billy Ho again because his ass always outweighs what he's done recently. And yeah, I would love to see <laughs> whoop his ass. Will he take that fight? Probably not. Um, I think he'll find some way to wiggle out of there. Uh just just watch what I say. I don't you know, I think that's too that's too dangerous for him. He's the type of guy. He only wants to fight. He's not fighting Jacobs. He's not fighting anybody that he thinks can beat him. I think he said that before. So, oh, you expecting that? Maybe, maybe tactics, that was him. Not that just somebody. I think tactics. it was him. Huh? I said you're expecting uh, UK tactics and not UK brother tactics here on the part of Billy Joe Saunders, though. I think he could. Was his way out of this fight? Yeah, I think he will. UK brother, UK guys, you know. I think he's just going to – I think he's just the type of guy that's going to try to wiggle out of this one. We've seen who he likes to fight. We've seen what he likes to do. So, we'll see. We'll see. Not, all, but. not only you, not only UK brothers, you're, you're against all the UK, huh? No, 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 just Billy Joe Saunders, you know. It's not okay, that's not a UK right. thing. That's a Billy Joe Saunders thing and a UK brother thing, you know. But not everybody. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, because even the people over on his side of the pond, they can't really stand his ass neither. If you listen to some of the press conferences he has and some of the crazy shit he says, yeah, they don't like him over there neither. Even though he has a big fan base, it's a, either you love him or you hate him type of a style, and that makes money in this business. No one likes people that's in between. So you either love him or you hate him, and he's he's uh, doing pretty well for himself. But Janelle, <clears throat> you still there with us, my man? Yep. Yes, sir. What do you think yes, about sir. what do you think about what do you think about this one right here? I, I'm I was hyped when I seen it. Uh, Willa uh, well, was talking about. I want to say one more thing. WBO mandatory. I say one more thing also. I want to say one more thing also, as far as like okay, Willa saying about how well Jacobs won't have any fans. Um, let's face it. I mean, the guy has Uh-oh. a name. And more people, and more people will come out to the fight just to, uh, to see 
or either Billy Joe Saunders or Triple G or Canelo in a in a fight with such a lead fighter. It's like, for instance, if Canelo fights a guy, or say he fights Amir Khan again, or, no, 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 I say he fights, uh, just pick a name, a no-name somebody or whatever. I mean, you think it'll be a pay-per-view fight? I mean, you think it will generate that much interest as far as, like, all these fans that really want to see the fight that much? I'm, I'm quite sure more guys will want to see it more. So, in other words, it's going to generate more money. So, of course, he deserves more than fucking 20% or 28%. I mean, come on, man. That's just straight disrespect right there. I'm mean, looking at it from that aspect. But as far as uh, Billy, um, I agree with you about Billy Joe Saunders. He does have a, a very, very high fight IQ. Um, some can question his power. I don't question his power. I question his uh, his reluctancy to engage and want to get hit. I think he has power, but yeah, he just doesn't sit down because he's a guy that just doesn't like getting hit. Really, he doesn't want to get hit. I mean, who yeah. really does? But like in his yeah, case, he he's very game. safety first and just doesn't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's how you have longevity, also. And guys like Hopkins and Mayweather, who was around a very long time, those guys rarely got hit. And they could take punches, but, you know what I'm saying, there's no longevity in taking shots. And that's how you have a very short career. I think that's yeah. Billy Joe as far as, like, you know I'm the guy has power. If he sits down, you know what I'm saying, he could he uh, really do some damage, but he doesn't sit down his punches so much because he he's not there for the exchange. He just likes to, you know what I'm saying, I, I mean, that's just his game. It seems like he just doesn't want to engage, really, but he has a little bit of power. As far as this yeah, point, you was uh, uh, mentioning. And, 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 you know, he's selective, too. He's selective, too. He's selective, too, Janelle. Like, you know, um, closing seconds of a round, he'll get in there and he'll, he'll exchange and he'll, he'll get the crowd off his seats whenever he does choose to exchange. It's not like he's just a defensive fighter, not that me or you are saying that, but, you know, just to put it out there for the people that, yeah, he, he, he does exchange. And when he does, uh, I mean, it's just nice. Exactly, exactly. I mean, some guys just doesn't like, you know, saying other guys swinging at them and 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 them being damn percent like take shots. You know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm saying? He has it's like when he lets go his hands, he stops and let go his hands. It's like when there's a few seconds left in the round or whatever, and he's just doing little quick flurries here, and uh, it is what it is. I mean, I would love to see, I would love to see him fight a big name though. I really want to see him fight the guys like Triple G, and I think he will fight Triple G. He will fight Canelo. Only guy I think he will avoid at 160 is Dane Jacobs. That's the only guy I see him avoiding. Oh yeah, he priced himself. But the guy he held himself out with Danny Jacobs. He priced himself out for that. What do you? He asked for like five million or something from Danny Jacobs. Like, yeah, I don't think he wants that fight either. It was a crazy number. It was a crazy number. It was obvious. Okay, yeah, he doesn't want this fight. <laughs> I mean, it was obvious. The guy <laughs> yeah. didn't want to fight. Yeah, it was. It, it definitely was. That's just kind of funny. Um, I, I was on the same train there because I'm a fan of both fighters, but I seen what it was. He he put out a crazy number. It's like, yeah, you're not gonna get that number, bro. But um, speaking about numbers, final subject of the day before we, you know, just uh, go out and out with, with with whatever's whatever to close up. But about money, a lot of people were wondering if this was real or fake news. Adrian Broner posting on social media, as he so eloquently does. For the most part of the time, Adrian Bronner is a roller coaster, and you never know what this guy is thinking. But we know how Adrian and Floyd have been in their uh, honeymoon and divorce type of relationship back and forth that they've had. Adrian Bronner came out on social media saying, At Floyd Mayweather, I'm glad we were able to sit down and work out our differences. I was glad to sign the five fight promotional contract for $50 million. 
Hashtag brothers forever. Hashtag TMT. Hashtag big bro. A lot of people yeah, were wondering, is Floyd Mayweather that silly to offer that kind of money to Adrian Broner for a five-fight deal? Basically, $10 million a fight. In reality, in reality, it's not really silly. Okay, you can say what you want about Broner, but Broner does generate some numbers, man. If you look at his fights, his fights is always like 1.2 million viewers here, 1.2 million viewers here, 1.5 here. I mean, the guy is actually a fucking sell. I mean, you can say whatever you want about him. You could be Simon and just, and just bash him in the dirt. But guys tune in to when he watch. I guess some guys want to see him get beat up, or some guys just, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's what it is. It's like, hey, man, the guy generates interest. It, it just is what it is. I mean, his worst critics can't deny it. I look at the fucking numbers, man. I'm looking at the numbers. So in other words, he's yeah, entitled to a piece of that pie. Yeah, I think he, I think he generates at least uh, eight hundred plus thousand views every time you see him on Showtime, which is oh, the no, second. No, no, second. no, 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 bro, no, bro. It's it's millions, bro. One point two million viewers here. I I seen the rundown about a month ago, and like his recent all this fights, like one point two million views, one point five here. It's like yo, he generates some money, man. He generates interest. I mean, and so in the day, man, the guy generates what's money. Hey, the guy is entitled to a piece of that pie. But as far as the so-called bromance, it's back on again. But before you know it, Floyd seems going to bash Broner again, and there's going to be shots taken again, and they're going to have another falling out. It, it's going to happen. <laughs> that, that's not going <laughs> to happen. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, yeah, I mean, see them both out, out lashing at each other, so who knows how that works. It's a, it's a cute little thing they got going on, but the, the number of 10 million for married, five man. fights. It's like they're married or something. It's like they're married or yeah, something, the way they fucking fight and make up and just <laughs> they definitely are, man. They definitely are. So it's like, uh, I think the last time I checked the Nielsen ratings were somewhere between 800,000 views, but I did not check what him and Vargas did last time because that one got a lot of extra publicity and clout from the whole uh, 6-9 uh, trolling thing that went on before that fight. So that brought a lot of outside viewers in because, as we know, Takashi 6-9, probably one of the hottest rappers by the numbers in today's game, uh, brought a lot of outside viewers in the Ew, it's don't even mention that guy. No, I'm just, I'm being honest. Can you can you can you rebuke that? Yeah, I, I mean I don't think anyone can. Hey, going that by dude, man, that dude, going by the top one hundred and things like that and the following that that guy has, you cannot tell me he didn't bring any outside views to that fight from the from the just the entire fan base that guy has. He for sure yeah, brought he's that kind of garbage, man. He had garbage. That dude's a fucking cornball, man. He's hot no, I, I feel you. That's why all of his songs are only about two minutes long. He doesn't have, uh, he, he doesn't have that skill. <laughs> so it's just it's the millennial oh. shit. It's millennial shit. But you can't tell oh, me stop. that. Oh my stomp my stomp is fucking heading, man. No, I see you. I see you. I, feel I mean, you know what I mean, I mean, be careful out there. You know, <laughs> I know Treyway dudes out there kind of they wilding all, but whatever, yeah. whatever. But I'm just saying. The the millennials and the big that following that joke. that guy has. I'm first, man, he's a joke. I'm saying first, he's no, a I joke. Bet, and I hope no, he's fucking. I'll be listening to this. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll at him on, when we put the show out. That way, he'd be like, yo, six nine, pay attention, man. Uh, but I'm just saying, the 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 whole fake beef that they had going on, it brought a lot of outside views in, and I'm pretty sure that Vargas Brunner had a really good uh, viewership rating. So uh, yeah, he, he he the 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 oh. money. If you think about it, you think about it, <clears throat> it'll make up for his uh, contract that he declined from Rock Nation. Uh, Willa, 
Your whole take stupid. on this. That was stupid. Everything. That was stupid. Hey, man. I don't know. Hey, hold on. Hold on, Janelle. I don't know if uh, I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's been confirmed. But see, they say Floyd said he makes – he doesn't play chess. He plays – he doesn't play checkers. He plays chess or something like that. But – who knows, man? If he if he if he gets this fifty million, I'm uh, proud of I'm proud of him. Everything that he works for, he he's done. The thirty million that he turned down, um, you know, it ain't it ain't looking as bad as it as it did. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not the type of person that's going to say somebody shouldn't ever get the money that that's that somebody's paying them. So, you know, I'm down with that. If that happens, that's great. I want to, uh, you know, always root for AB, and hopefully he could use his money and not do anything too foolish and invest in himself and start and get this uh, and get his uh, brand popping again and get his promotion going on, you know, especially if he can get a, a big win this weekend or not this weekend, this month at the end of the month. If he can get a big win for his promotion, it looks like he's off off to a good start. So let's see. Let's see what he does. Let's see if it's real. Uh, let's see what he does with the money. And like Janelle said, hey, well, AB is one of the bigger names. You know, um, Janelle was mentioning he had mentioned Amir Khan real quick, and he took he took it back because you know AB and Amir Khan are like similar type of guys. They're not, you know, nobody. Even though AB is a little better, I think, are not really better as a, a boxer, but he's he's done better for himself. But they both have big names, and they both have a lot of fans, and they both have a lot of people that hate them also. So they're big names, and is, is fifty million worth it? Does Floyd get that? Maybe not. Maybe he doesn't get fifty million, but maybe he gets. Maybe he makes thirty million off of them, and he and he and he helps his his young guy out, and he shows that he's not a he's not a bitch ass nigga. So I like I like it if it's real. I like it. I love it. And I, I hope it is it, it is true, and uh, we'll see what AB decides to do with the money. Yeah, he's got a he got a better chin than American, that's for sure. But um, yeah, I don't want to see Adrian Broner buying no ten million or what was the watch Floyd just purchased eighteen million dollar watch. I don't want him. I don't want to see him purchase any kind of crazy shit like that. He definitely is the time to invest in himself if this is a, a real source. I mean, coming from the not the horse's mouth, but, you know, one of the guys involved in it. So um, we'll see how that goes. Hopefully Broner can solidify himself with some uh, 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 solid performances like he had or at least effort for the performances that he had, like against Jesse Vargas towards the second half of that fight. But, um, you know, getting ready to wrap up out of here, man. Um, great show covering a whole lot of things going on in sport. Um you know, we got five minutes here for us, four minutes counting now. But, Willa, uh, real quickly, your take, and then we'll go to Janelle's about the outside world that kind of took a big story this year away from boxing being LeBron James going to the Los Angeles Lakers, which I find is an absolute joke LeBron and complete James. comedy. Complete comedy by LeBron James going to Los Angeles. Willa, your take on it. LeBron James. LeBron James. Oh man, that's all you I'm hear the kid. around here. <laughs> hey, you hear the kid? Hey, 
LeBron's out here. He doesn't want the pressure no more. He wants to go out in L.A., ball with the ballers, the big ballers. You know, he knows what he's doing. He's out there to hook up <laughs> with the ball. You know, I like the move. You know, there's – um. I'm not really I, – I was – you know, I'm a Kobe guy. Uh, so – I don't want to see LeBron go out there and win any rings or anything. So, but I'm not going to hate on him for doing it. He's getting his money. He's getting money. He's getting paid. He's out there in L.A. That's where everybody wants to be. You know, he 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 made L.A. trade the guys so they can have some cap. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Make that trade. Hey, yeah, we're going to get these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take these guys to the chip. But then, little did they know, he was just making cap room for himself. So he could swing out there. So, good move by LeBron. It ain't really doing nothing for the Lakers. You know, they might be a six, uh, a six through eight seed. So, you know, no big deal. I know I know that hurts y'all out there in Cali. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, he definitely got his bag. But I'm good off LeBron James. I hope the Warriors beat the shit out of him in the playoffs if they meet or oh, whatever, whatever. He went down a path that I can't follow. So I'm no longer a fan of LeBron James. Janelle, real quickly, your take on the move to L.A. by LeBron James. Hey, I don't knock LeBron, man. Hey, like I said, man, I don't knock LeBron, man. Hey, I mean, at the end, it's like I mentioned about everything's a business first. It's a sport second. I'm at a certain point in your career, so you realize that shit. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? It, it is what it's, I mean, how many times have you seen athletes fucking play their hearts out for fucking teams and then and – then, and, and, and they get traded, get dropped like a year later. You have to all the time in the NFL. I mean, I remember back in 98 when I was living in, in New York City when David Wells pissed his heart off for the Yankees in 98. He won 18 games. He won a Cy Young Award, had a, had a monster season, then got traded uh-huh. a year later from fucking Roger Clemens. You know what I mean? So it's like, there's no fucking loyalty in sports. It is what it is. Think about someone got to be loyal to your owners or all the high just Man, when the hell did fucking owners have been loyal to these fucking players? I mean, really. At the, end of the, at the end of the day, it's a business. Exactly, man, it's a business. So it's like, hey, I don't knock LeBron. Hey, man, they didn't bring some good pieces around the guy. He plays hard off with his fucking team. And as far as going to Lakers, I don't knock it, man. He's going to Showtime. I know you're a Lakers hater because you're a Sacramento fan, so that's why you're against it. But, hey, man. Yeah. I don't, I don't knock the move. You know what I'm saying? Because Cleveland's fucked up. And Cleveland fucked up. It's on them. Hey, LeBron's doing what's best for him all right now. He's doing what's best for him and his family, honestly. And honestly, man, if you've been to Cleveland, you know, especially like before LeBron ever got there, before like, like, like they generated that much money, really, that was a burnt-down town with nothing in there. It was like a burnt-down, all, all these burnt-down factories and all other bullshit. I mean, it was, it, it, there was no money there. there. There was no economy there, really, until LeBron got there in 03. I mean, you ever been there, you know what exactly oh, what I mean. That town is oh, so yeah. fucking... I mean, nobody ever says... Exactly. I mean, nobody never said, let's talk. Uh, before LeBron got to Cleveland, I mean, nobody never said, okay, let's talk about bags. We're going to have a fun time in Cleveland, Ohio. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, an exciting time. You know what I mean? Exactly. You sound like, you sound like Joe Camp I mean, Noah right now. <laughs> no, no. That's what he said. It's, it's That's what Joe Camp Noah said about it's Cleveland. That's what he said about Cleveland. No, I hear you. I hear you. That's what Joe Kim Noah said about Cleveland when the whole Chicago Bulls. Cleveland Cavaliers rivalry is going on. But, no, I see you. I see you. I see you, man. Um, but, yo, I, I, I want to thank you for coming. Brown got, this, but, 
Unfortunately, but you know, our time, our time restrictions are going down right now, man. So I don't want to get cut off before the show ends up. So, um, Janelle, thank you for joining us, man. I, I hope you have a good one, man. And Willa, you got anything to uh, speak on before we get on out of here, man? No, no. I want to give a thanks to Reza, Trevor Reza. We had to, he had we had to uh, get him out of here, but uh, he did his thing. And shout out to Reza. Classy, classy move right there by a Houston Rockets fan. And uh, speaking of Sacramento, Marvin Bagley got a he, he got a he got a body on his first ever points in the NBA, which makes me happy. And boo LeBron James. So, uh, but everybody, man, you know we'll be back on Wednesday. Everything's coming back to normal. I want to thank Janelle for joining us and giving his take on everything that's going on in the sport of boxing and the outside sports world involving the big names and all that. That, but. Speaking from the San Joaquin Valley in the Central Valley District, I'm R.C., Willard the King, my man Janelle, Outsiders Boxing Podcast. We'll be back on Wednesday and then catching up back on Sunday. Hope you guys have a good day, man. We're out of here. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.